chapter 2, and we are going to finish tonight the Baptist distinctives. And uh, some of you are going, yes! Uh, but I hope not, uh, because uh, you know, the, knowing what we believe and why we believe it is, is important. And uh, so Acts chapter 2, we, are going to, we have talked about uh, Baptists. We, we, we are Baptist plural, because there's more than one of us here. So <laughs> this is the last S in Baptist. Um, so <clears throat> uh, that is saved and baptized uh, church members. Okay, that is, that is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, Acts chapter two, and 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 on the surface, it, it would you know the the title of the of the message tonight or or the S is saved and baptized church members, and on the surface, uh, many people might be going, well, that's kind of a no-brainer, but why is it so important that members of a New Testament local church, i.e., a Baptist church, why is it so important that they be saved, and baptized. And tonight, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions tonight, okay? Just, just saying, because I, 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 I do not have a desire to teach you a bunch of information, but I do have a desire to allow the Word of God to help mold your life and change your life. So why is it so important, just right out of the gate, why is it so important that a New Testament biblical local church have saved, baptized members. Okay, the, the, the baptism definitely has everything to do about being obedient. Okay, identification. Okay, what, what else? Continuity. What would happen if we would allow people into our church as quote-unquote voting members of our church that we knowingly uh, knew were not saved. What, 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 what do you? How, how do unsaved people think? Well, it would be, un, it would be unbiblical, but their thinking would be unbiblical. They would be unequally yoked. So there, there's a lot of things that take place here. <clears throat> but in Acts chapter two, let's start reading in verse 41. Then they gladly received his word. Uh, excuse me. Then they that were uh, that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls. <clears throat> and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayer. And the and fear came upon uh, upon every soul, and many widows and. Uh, excuse me, and many wonders and signs uh, were done by the apostles and all the believers were together and had all things common. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house uh, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, again, thank you for a wonderful day. Thank you for, for your love, for the work that you do in our lives. 
And Lord, we just ask that you would guide and direct in a very special, very specific way in our lives tonight, specifically around this idea of uh, saved, baptized church membership. And what some, again, some people may think that this is this is not exciting, but it is necessary that we know these things. Help us, dear God, to walk with you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The progression in Scripture, very, very clearly that we just read, it's a three, it's a three-step progression. Number one, salvation comes first, then obedience of baptism, then church membership. It, it is the progression that is set out in Scripture, multiple places in Scripture. So tonight, I want to I want to talk about these these three parts, if you would, the, the three steps. So tonight, well, let's start with the idea of salvation. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. Uh, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Question. Is there anything that I can do to earn salvation? No. no. Absolutely not. If there was, what would happen to the verse that we just read? It would nullify it. It would be contradicting. Titus chapter uh, <clears throat> 3, verse 5. Uh, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Question. Is there anything that I can do that to, to, uh, to keep my salvation? Okay. Now, there's a difference here. Now, please get this. Because there is a, there is, there are, there is a, um, a lot of false teaching in this area that teaches that you can lose your salvation. Okay, it very clearly <clears throat> there is a distinction here between fellowship and salvation. Can we lose fellowship with God? Yes. Absolutely, we can but we cannot lose our salvation. <clears throat> John chapter 10, verses 27 and 30 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. Uh, wait a minute. How long is eternal? Forever. Yeah. Okay. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall, what? Never, Never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. The picture here is this, and, and my wife have, and I have taught this to many, many children down through the years, but when you get saved, it is like God takes you and puts you in the hand of Jesus. And then, and then it says, and then I am in my Father's hand. Okay, Number one, is anybody getting in there to get you out? No. I had somebody tell me why after I did this, that illustration, well, but I can get out if I want. Really? <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> wow, you're weird. <clears throat> There's nothing, there is absolutely nothing I can do to keep my salvation. God has it all under control. And praise God for that. Amen. 
Praise God. Now, I can control my fellowship with God, but I cannot control my salvation. <clears throat> Question, is there anything that I can do to lose my salvation? Okay. Do you... <laughs> Wrong. Okay, you can't pluck yourself out of the hand of God. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm glad you brought this up. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because, because this is... This is a very, what's the word? Um, theologians argue about it all the time, okay? <clears throat> now, what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Because th there is at least one verse, there is at least one verse that reference, references the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Brandon? Okay, see, what is, okay, the, the only sin that can condemn someone to hell is the, the is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If I'm I'm paraphrasing that verse because I, I can't pull it off off the top of my head. Okay, but what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Not getting saved because what is the job of the Holy Spirit? Okay, it is the job of the Holy Spirit is not necessarily to convict but to point everybody to Jesus Christ. So when you reject the Holy Spirit, you are rejecting Jesus Christ, hence blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Does that answer your question? So, <clears throat> so, the question again is, is there anything that I can do to lose my salvation? No. And the reason why, going back to your question, is because if I've accepted Jesus Christ, then I have not blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Okay, does that make sense? <clears throat> so, now, do, now this is kind of a ridiculous question, but it's, it, it bears asking. Is everybody who claims to be saved saved? No. Okay. So are there people sitting in churches across our country today who are on their way to hell because of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Absolutely there are. There are pastors in that path. There are deacons in that path. I, I have a friend who was a deacon uh, for many years who got saved one day. And our son, just a couple years ago. Yes. Oh, 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 right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but see, you cannot base an entire doctrine off of one one verse. So. That's the beauty of the Bible. That's the beauty. Yes. I'm sorry, Danny. Yeah, I'd have to look off the top of my head. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not pulling. I'm not pulling it out of my head because I, I had no idea we were going to go that direction. So I didn't even think about it. Uh, no, I, I'm. It's it's a it's a it's a. Okay. Is anybody hot in here? I, I am like. I I am like burning up. Do y'all mind if I lose the coat? Okay. 
<laughs> what did I forgot the button something? Oh, that would help. Okay, man, I am like just. Ugh. All right. <clears throat> no, I don't want to drink that water. It's from two weeks ago. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> no, Angie doesn't do it. Uh, uh, Kim, uh, yeah, uh, Bonnie does. Oh, thank you. All right. Hey, that's a good wife is for. All right. Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distresses or persecutions or famines or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for they, uh, uh, for thy sake, uh, we are killed all the day long. We are uh, 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 accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, get this, Lori, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We throw around the word saved uh, because that's what we do. I, I mean, as Christians, okay, what, what do we, we need to be saved. And <clears throat> what do we need to be saved from? Okay, <clears throat> the judgment of God. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. What I deserve because I was born a sinner is death. Amen. Separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Who does the saving? Okay, I'm waiting to get a consensus here. Okay, okay, Lori said the Holy Spirit. I was wrong, the Holy Spirit does Okay, exactly. Okay, it, it is a team effort. Jesus, okay, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, but who does the ultimate saving? God does. Okay? He, he is, the, he is, the, he is the, our mediator. He's not the judge. <clears throat> Titus chapter 3, verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Okay, how does God save? And I, I've already talked about this through Jesus Christ. John chapter 3, verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the, that, but that the world through him, through him, might be saved. How do we receive salvation? 
Okay, we are we already talked about it. By grace through faith. By grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14. In whom he also uh, trusted the uh, after that he heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the holy spirit of promise. <clears throat> which is the earnest of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession until the praise of his glory. You know, one of the ways that we know our, we are saved is the, is the, 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 uh, the being sealed by the Holy Spirit. What, what, what does that mean? I mean, that sounds really cool in Scripture, but what does it mean to be sealed by the Holy Spirit? Okay, no, had nothing to do with that. Not, 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 not in what I'm talking about here. What does it mean to be sealed by the Holy Spirit? No, no, because we still go through trials and struggles, and so protection has nothing to do with it. Okay, the, 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 the idea of, of a seal is definitely would be a stamp, okay? But what happens, oh, I almost fell. What happens when a person gets saved in reference to the Holy Spirit? Okay, okay. What, who, what comes to dwell within you? Okay, the Holy Spirit comes to, to indwell us. That is the ceiling. That is the proof that we are saved. So when it talks about the seal, the seal here is, is, is kind of what Candy said. When you... <clears throat> when you go to the bank, okay, you guys just bought a new car. Uh, you probably had to get it notarized, right? Uh, well, the, the, the dealership did, but, <laughs> okay. What is that the dealership the, or the, the, the notary is a seal? It's a proof of ownership, okay? And, and that is the seal, the, the fact that when we get saved, the Holy Spirit is no longer pushing us to Jesus Christ because now we are in Christ. Now we are sealed by the Spirit. Does that make sense? Isn't that awesome? <clears throat> yeah, until you mess up, then he thumps you on the head. <laughs> I like this. I, I came across this, this definition of salvation recently. I wanted to share it with you. Um, the deliverance by the grace of God from eternal punishment from sin which is granted to us, whom accepted by faith God's condition of repentance by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is available in Christ alone. And the, the author of the quote, uh, the, 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 the definition here references John 14:6, Acts uh, 4:12, and is dependent on God alone for the provision, the assurance, and the security. Man, don't stop, man. Don't stop. Amen. I mean, we should get excited about the salvation that God has given us. We should get excited. Now, baptism, point number two, <clears throat> salvation, then baptism. I'm not going to talk much about, in fact, I, I'm running out of time here. So I, I may, I may uh, not say a whole lot because we covered ba baptism in, in length just a few weeks ago. <clears throat> 
Um, but baptism is one of two ordinances given to the local church. Which is the other? Okay, the Lord's Supper. Okay, so <clears throat> question. Uh, who is supposed to be baptized? Okay, only someone who has put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Okay, so and again, this is going back for a few weeks. Uh, so what is wrong with infant baptism? Okay, it, it, exactly. Okay, they, they there's no way that they could have repented of their sin. Um, question: What is what is the biblical method of baptism? Rick, I know you know this. Full immersion. How do we know that? It's it's it, it just based in the word alone. Baptizo and it, yeah, baptizo, uh, and and it literally means to immerse. Okay, um, so and we talked about this a long time ago. So, what is the purpose of baptism? It's it's a twofold purpose. Okay, it's <clears throat> it's obedience. Okay, he said do it, so do it, but it's also association. Okay, obedience and association. So when a person is lowered into the water, what is that a picture of? There's there's two pictures going on here. Okay. All right, one at a time, please. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You sound like a bunch of Charlie Brown parents. <laughs> okay. Okay, the the death and the burial of Christ. What what else is it a picture of? No, 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 going into the water. Okay, okay, dying to the self. When you when you come out of the water, it's a picture of what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ and the new man. Dying to old, dying, uh, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Okay, <clears throat> so number three. I, I just kind of blew through point number two, uh, mainly because we had already covered it extensively. Yeah, you passed the test, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to graduate tonight. Okay, now I want to talk about number three, membership. Okay, because this there there is a teaching in, in Christianism today that says, well, you will find nowhere in Scripture, it doesn't matter what translation you use, you will never find the word church membership or the, the words church membership in, in the Bible. You, you won't find it. So there are there's a teaching out there that says you don't need to be a member of a church. So is that true? No. Okay. <clears throat> so I want to I want to say this because the because it's important. The Bible never directly addresses by name church membership, but. There are several passages that strongly imply the principle of church membership. Does that make sense? Okay. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word, salvation, and were baptized the same day were added unto, the, unto them about 3,000 souls. Now, it does not say they became members of the First Baptist Church of Jerusalem. 
It doesn't say that. But the word added, what do you think it means? Well, it means to join, to become part of. They did not just start going to church. They became active in their local church. Acts chapter 2, verse 47, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added again the same word, added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Again, salvation as a requirement. Now I want to look at three different aspects um, of the church body. And I think it's important uh, to do this because Paul in 1 Corinthians <clears throat> really gives you, you can go ahead and turn there if you want. First Corinthians chapter 12. We're, we're going to project it, but uh, you can still. It, it's a good. It's a good thing to underline here. There's several key phrases here uh, that you may want to underline. But there are three different aspects to the church body that's important when in, when understanding what membership is about. The first one is the body needs different functions if it is to live grow and serve what do i mean by that first corinthians chapter 12 let's start reading in verse 14 for the body is not one member but many if the foot shall say because i am not the hand i am not of the body it is therefore uh, not the body and the ear shall say because i am not the eye i am not of the body is it therefore not of the body Well, these are all rhetorical questions. If the whole body were an eye, where where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where is the smelling? But now hath God set the members, huh, interesting word, the members, every one of them uh, in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, they were the body. But now are they many members, yet but one body. So it is important, the aspect here is that the body, in order for the body to function, every part of the body has its own job to do. The, 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 the muscular uh, uh, system, the, the eyes, the ears, the nerves, the heart, the lungs. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, 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 hate, I hate paper cuts. I, I would rather hit my thumb with a hammer, I think, than have a paper cut. I, I just, I, I am such a sissy. When I get a paper cut, I, I walk around like this. You know, <laughs> what, why? Something so insignificant can hurt so much. Why? Because something got hurt. And what happens in a church when an instant, quote-unquote insignificant part of the body hurts? We should all hurt.
everyone cannot be the same body part. It's impossible. But everyone can fulfill their talents and abilities. Amen. See, God did not, when he designed the human body, he did not want the heart uh, to act like a foot. What would happen if you had the ability to take your heart out and replace it with your foot? It wouldn't last very long, would it? No. Yeah, you'd have a stinky heart, yeah. <clears throat> but the, see, the problem is we want to plug ourselves into places that we're not equipped to do it. One of the keys to management is is understanding and, and learning the ability to get people to fulfill their greatest abilities. And if that ability is managing people, well, then they should be managing people. But if that ability is standing and pushing a button all day, then they need to be pushing a button all day. What is the word? How many of you have ever worked for somebody who's a supervisor over you who should be pushing a button all day? It drives you absolutely nuts. Why? Because they, they are not made to be that. But in our corporate world today, people are advanced and, and you know if you if you punch the right numbers, you say the right things to the right people, you can climb the chain of, of command if you would, but in reality you should be stay and that person would be happier pushing a button all day than being forced into into a position that, that he or she is not capable of fulfilling. And it's the same thing within the church. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, And as, as every man hath received the gift, even as, as a minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, if any man speak, let him speak of the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do, do it in the ability which God giveth. Do you get that? I appreciated so much what Angie said about teaching young people. Because you know what? You know what would happen if I tried that? No, there'd be dead kids all over the place. <laughs> because God did not build me to deal with little people. I don't do it very well. You see what I'm saying? See, those are God-given. Now, there are some big people I'd like to do that to, but... <clears throat> that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. What is, what, what is the point of it all? To glorify God. Why is it so important that Angie teach little people and I not teach little people? Because it would bring glory to God. And I'm here to tell you there are some things that you're not doing in the church today that you should be. And I have people will periodically say to me, but pastor, you've never asked me. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to. It's not my job. I am not the Holy Spirit. I don't know the gifts and talents that God has given you. I can guess sometimes. And usually I'm, I'm pretty close. But very seldom... Very seldom do I ever ask anybody to do anything. 
without them coming to me first. Because that's got to be your choice. That's between you and God, not you and me. <clears throat> Let's move on. Number two. Membership, uh, the members promote unity as they discover their dependence on one another. Think about the function of the body. How, how dependent... Now, 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 how many of you have ever seen a lymph node? Okay. Okay. Three of us? Okay, yeah. You, you, well, Danny probably did in medical training. His... <laughs> okay, okay. Three, three, maybe four of us have ever seen a, a real lymph node. Now, how many of us have lymph nodes? All of us do. How important is the lymph node to the survival of your body? It's critical. It is, it is unbelievably important. What is a lymph node? It's a gland. And it, and it, and it literally, it, it like transports stuff from different parts of the body. Lymph, how, how you, lymph? Okay, lymphatic, okay. <clears throat> What happens, what happens if one lymph node get, <laughs> what, hap- <laughs> what happens when one lymph node gets, gets cancer? How long, how long, now Lauren maybe or Danny, what, how long if one lymph node gets cancer how, how how long does it spread throughout the body well how, how far how long is very rapidly days weeks months okay it can be days okay but but my question is to be perfectly honest if there was a lymph node laying right here I wouldn't know what it is So I would call that an insignificant part of the body. Or is it? See, the church membership, the church body, there is no such thing as an insignificant part. But prior to me saying that, now don't raise your hands. How many of you would have would have said prior to me saying that I am an insignificant part? I said, don't raise your hand, Sean. <laughs> okay, you see my point. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty-one to twenty-six, and the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again uh, the the head to the to the feet. I have no need for you, nay, much more of those members of the body which seem, catch the word seem, seem to be more feeble, are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more uh, uh, adamant honor, uh, excuse me, abundant honor, and our uh, uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. 
For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh, that there should be no schism in the body. What happens when there's schism in the body? What part of the body suffers? The whole body suffers. But that the member should have same uh, the same care one for another. Uh, and whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it, or one member is honored, and all members rejoice with it. In reality, the truth is, we need one another. We need one another. Hebrews chapter chapter 10, verses 24 and 25 says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Very, very quickly, I'm... I'm I'm way behind here. <clears throat> Let us consider one another. That that's what what is he saying there? Let's let's pray for one another. How much time? Like and I'm just I hope I don't embarrass Bob this morning, but I'm I, I, but I or this evening, but I'm going to tell him what, what I woke up this morning, and oftentimes this happens to me. This morning I woke up and God immediately immediately told me, pray for Bob. That's what this is talking about. And I spent a good bit of the morning praying for Bob. I didn't know why, and uh, and he probably doesn't even know why. But there's not a person in this room that God has not done that to me at least once since I since I've known you. Almost every day I wake up praying for someone. That's what this is about. Consider one another. Provoke. Consider why. Why, why do we do that? To provoke into, into love and good works. The idea here is to stir up or to agitate. So as I'm praying for Bob, what is my job as a, as Bob's friend? What is my job? My job is to to stir him up or to agitate him unto love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. <clears throat> so being in church. It does you no good to be a part of a body that you don't attend. What what good would my would my body uh, what 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 good would it be to my body if my lymph nodes went on vacation for six years? It would be a mess. No, <laughs> but the reality is this. And I'm I'm going to say something here. And again, I don't want to I don't want to embarrass anybody. But Danny and Kimberly are getting ready to go on vacation for three weeks, and it's going to leave a hole. Not not because he's a treasurer, but because he's our friend. And it should leave a hole. I want you to look around tonight. Who is who is not here? Who is normally here? Why aren't they not here? I know I know a few of them, some you know, because I communicate with people throughout the week. But I don't know why everybody's not here tonight. Is your wife okay? Oh, she's in the nursery. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I when when the when the when when church when church first started, I looked over, I saw Tony sitting by himself, and my first thought was Sharon's homesick. And I I sat 
well, I didn't sit. I've been standing the whole time. But I, I prayed for Sharon. Why? I didn't realize she was in nursery. I thought she was home sick. Yeah, married to Tony. She needs the purse. Okay? But, but how many times have you seen Brian sitting here by himself? Why is he by himself? Most of the time, if, she, if she's not in the nursery, she's home in bed. Exactly. See, that's, that's why you need to be here. But exhorting one another, urging, it, 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 it goes beyond stirring up, but, but it has the idea of imploring or urging or, or literally grabbing somebody and saying, get right with God. And so much the, as, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The, the reality is this. The closer we get to the, to the resurrection, the, heart, the, the more we need each other the more we need each other. Because what's going to happen between now and the resurrection? Is it going to get better? It's only going to get worse. Number three, and, and I'm like way over time. Can, will you all forgive me tonight? Okay. Okay. The diversity of members fulfills the will of God. 1 Corinthians, again, Chapter 12, verse 27 to 31. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, second, secondarily uh, prophets, thirdly teachers, uh, after uh, that miracles, uh, then gifts of healing, uh, helps, government, diversities of tongues uh, are all apostles. What's the, what's the answer to that question? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Are all uh, gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Uh, do you you kind of get the pattern here? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. What is, what is Paul saying here? We all can't be the pastor. We all can't be the teachers, like Angie was saying. We all can't be the treasures. We, we all can't do these things, but we can do our part, and we should, we should seek it passionately because that is your assignment from God. Not from the pastor, but from God Almighty. Warren Wiersbe said this, Unity and diversity must be balanced by maturity. And that maturity comes with love. It is not enough to have the gift of the Spirit and the gift from the Spirit. We must also have the grace of the Spirit as we use our gifts to serve others. God has specifically blessed you with talents and abilities that nobody else has for the simple purpose to serve others him through others and when you are not using those talents and abilities you are denying the body the ability to function properly as we talk about salvation baptism and church membership the most important thing 
Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? I, I hope it is. But there are churches that have people in them that are not. Church membership may not be specifically identified in Scripture, but the principle is very solidly uh, supported in, in, in Scripture. Amen. Now, Philippians chapter 2, verse 2, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Now, let me ask you a question. And then we'll, we'll be done here. Just I got a couple more questions for you and we'll be done. Is church membership required to attend a local New Testament church? No, it is not. Question number two. Can I worship God apart from a church? Yes. Yes. Absolutely you can. Question number three. Will you? No. Most won't. Most won't. Can I? I, I, I know a guy very well who loves the Lord, I believe, with all his heart. And his, his thing to me is, I can go to the top of the mountain over here and I can worship God. And I, you know what? I say, you know what? You absolutely can. But how often do you do it? <laughs> and he's, well, 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 but, 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 you know, am I, is, is all of this talking about, hold on a second, is all of this talking about organized religion? No, it's not. That, that's not what I'm talking about here. But when we are saved, when we are obedient and follow Christ in baptism, the next step is to become part of a local church. Why? Because it is so important for the survival of not just the body of believers, but for your survival. There you go. Yes, ma'am. It's not my neighbor, it's somebody else. Yeah. Perplexed how a man who walked with God did not I didn't say he walked with God, I said he he, he, he loved God. He loved God, yes. To me to me there's a difference there. Okay. See and, and see no, no, because if you if you look in the book of Acts and in other places, the natural progression is Salvation, baptism, and association. You, you, I, I remember when, I, and I can only speak for myself, okay? But I remember when I got saved and started going to church. I hated Sunday night. Be, you know why? Because I knew tomorrow was Monday. And. You know what I started thinking of? When I woke up Monday morning, do you know what I started thinking of? Wednesday. 
because I could come back together with my with my fellow believers. And and I, I'm just I, I'm just being transparent here. I'm just being transparent. I really didn't care what the preacher was talking about. I just needed to be around people who thought like I thought now. I needed that. And it is such a foreign concept to me for somebody who could say, yes, I am saved. Yes, I've been baptized. But no, I don't go to church. I, I have a hard time with that. because not, not that I disbelieve them or anything. I just, I know me. I needed to be around people that thought like I thought. And I didn't even know why I thought that way. I just knew I was different. And I needed to be around people that I could sit and talk to and they could understand me now. Yes? Hebrews chapter 13. We just read it. <clears throat> chapter 10, excuse me. Yeah, 24 to 25. Okay. And let us consider one another and to provoke and to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That is a clear, a direct command. One of the things that is hard for me is I... I <laughs> My wife and I are so different. Uh, my wife lives in a black and white world, and I live in a gray world. Okay, I, I try to, uh, you know, uh, everything to my wife is yes or no, and and I'm a I'm a maybe kind of guy. Y'all feel my pain? <laughs> but. But when it comes, but when it comes to scriptural truths, I can stand and I can say, "Thus saith the Lord." Amen. And it all revolves around one thing. And and again, <clears throat> it has nothing to do about the church offering. It has nothing to do about the church attendance. Any of that, I, I could care less about any of that. I, I honestly could. But it has everything to do about your health and your well-being as a believer of Jesus Christ. Amen. Why do we need to come to church? For your health. So that we as believers can pray for you and you can pray for us. That's what it's all about. So yes, we are commanded. Let's pray. Dear Lord.